0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, coolies. Welcome to the Barca Talk Cafe. I'm your host, Pedro Quiroga, here in Madrid, Spain. And in today's episode, we're going to do an autopsy of the Champions League match on Wednesday night, and obviously preview the Classico. And joining me in the cafe this week a man who has a pulse on the Barca Athletic for us, Troy Cadet. Troy, how you doing?
0: Good. How are you?
1: As you can tell, I just woke up from a nap. So there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good old siesta.
1: Correct. I, I've had. Yeah. We we're just kind of talking really quick. I've had a long week at work. It's funny because you know here, you know we had a bank holiday on Wednesday, which was great, but I felt like I had double the work on Thursday, and yeah. I was not I was not prepared for that. So. Uh, and I don't know if that's also a hangover from Wednesday night's match either, you know, just the oh, whole yeah. kind of, you know, match of that. How are you holding up over there?
0: Well, I, I'm the exact opposite of you. I was off this week, so I've had the whole time from you know, the end <laughs> of the game Wednesday till now to like stew about it. Like nothing, you know, I'm like trying to do some projects here, you know, around the house or something to, to, uh, you know, fend off my, my, uh, anger from that game. So. um uh, slowly but surely, we're getting there.
1: Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I it. have to, you know, the the thing. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this because, you know, we've talked about not only in our WhatsApp community, but I've also voiced this many times. Is you know the urgency of these matches that before used to be the luxury of going through the group stage. It was yeah. by how many goals we were going to win, and. You know, if we're going to pull full effort in that type of that was the attitude, especially during the messy era. But now with these matches, no Champions League match can be taken for granted. Maybe the Pilsen match, obviously, because we are superiorly talented on paper. Yeah. But I always knew this was going to be difficult. It has proven to be difficult. But what has kind of surprised you through, especially now that we're almost done with the group stage, what has surprised you or not surprised you about maybe the team or what Xavi has laid out for Champions League?
0: Well, okay. So the biggest surprise that I guess could be just the biggest surprise for me, but at the end of the day, it's the biggest surprise that we still try to do the Barca style year after year, after year, after year, and we will not make any adjustments. And so I'll tell I'm specifically talking about our defense, everybody in the world, Knew that based on the injuries that we had, based on the starting list that we saw, that the defense was going to be weak. Okay, we everybody can see that you got PK, you got Marcus Alonso, who has not impressed me whatsoever. He's a good, you know, person to give you some minutes in a long season, but he's not a starter, if you ask me. And then you have Eric, who we've talked about multiple times, that uh plays much better when you have like a Rajo or a Kunde in there. Uh, when he's got you know when he's got decent teammates back there with him, but when he's there with PK and weaker weaker uh, uh, teammates, he he doesn't rise to the occasion either. So it's uh, we knew it was coming. I guess it was one of those things where I was trying to avoid like oh god who are we gonna have on defense, and you and you hope that you can just overcome that with uh, that's why I always put in the you know WhatsApp group like relentless attack like we need to obviously have the ball. Be attacking, you know. Let's control the pace. But and but I guess so. My to my bigger point is, if you know that you have a very weak defense, a very weak back line, why in the hell are we pushing them up all the way up and playing that high press when you know that these guys cannot recover the space? I I just as soon as I saw PK and Alonzo and them coming up. I'm like, we're dead. We're dead. Inter was just toying with us. It took us 40 minutes to get our first goal. They were just sitting back, having a good old day, playing defense. And they, all they saw when they look up is just green field ahead of them if they could ever get the ball from us, which we, we did a good job of possession, you know, being safe with the ball, attacking those first 40 minutes. And then that was it. Like We thought, oh, we, it was like a game of who scored first, and then the game was over you know, then the game was over. That was it. We won. Well, no, we got a lot of time to play here. And I just don't understand why, 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 why we continuously push those guys as high up the field that we can go. Like I said, to be, not to be repetitive, but you know, for a fact that they cannot recover, why do we do this? That's my biggest surprise. And you and I have talked about it. We've all talked about it in the WhatsApp group, tactical analysis, why do we continue to pound our head against the wall and run the same formation, the same thing over and over and over again, when we've been beaten every time we do it, I just don't understand it.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> there, I, no, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> You're welcome. And as your therapist, I will charge yes. you 100. So, yeah, I mean, what's the risk versus the reward, right? And especially with an inter team who was happy to have five in the back and play the counter, there's really no need to have that high of a line. And, like, you know, I want to give the analogy in American football. If you are slower, there's no reason why you're going to bump and run because if you get used, you're going to get burned on the outside, right? You want to play zone and you want to keep everything in front of you. And that's the the thing with this defense. You know, we're at a point right now where we have so many injuries. We need to guard that defense because ultimately – it took us so much effort to get that first goal. I mean, how long, you know, for you, like you said, forty minutes, but it felt like the whole camp knew was, you know, breathing a sigh of relief when that happened. Yeah. And to come from halftime, where Inter scored immediately two unanswered goals on counterattacks that happened, like you said, with all the space in front of them. And as I talked about this with Craig before, Inter is still a highly talented team, and these players on Inter. They know the world is watching because of Barca's popularity. And again, Jeco yeah. had a, an amazing game. Every time he plays against Barca, he lights up because he knows these guys cannot defend him in the air. And when you it's know right. that, that con- you can just see it. I've watched him many times through Man City and stuff, and he doesn't have consistent performances, no. but he's still a dangerous player. And having him pinned there and have him with Lattaro Martinez – who I thought had an exceptional game for being on the mm-hmm. counter, what he did, he only needed three chances and he scored that pinger, which was amazing. And all, you know, cross section with, yes, the PK mistake, obviously, the Busquets mistake, these are things. But again, I still feel that there's just no urgency in these matches. We have a whole new cycle of players. We can't blame this on Messi, on Suarez nope. like before. And I think that comes from the coaching staff. Of this idea of urgency, we we were talking about this the night before on Tuesday with Real Madrid. Yeah, Real yeah. Madrid escaped with the points, but what's the most important thing? They got out of the group stage and they're classified, and now they can rest for the rest of the group stage. Those yeah. are the type of things that we have to look forward in in the coaching, the tactical nonsense. That really frustrates me when I, especially when I was talking to Craig last week. You know, these are one offs, and Champions League is very important to me. It's important to you. It's important to a lot of Kool-Aid's. and I hate having this feeling. Of not or being outclassed tactically, time and time yeah. again,
0: and and it's not even like we're changing tactics and we still lose. It's the same tactic. It's the same thing. If you go and watch the videos, and I've spent a little bit of time here in the last couple of days going and watching videos as much as I can from these losses, it's the same thing. It's this. It's always the counterattack. It's always we just make it look so easy for them. For Inter, they had no fear. They had no fear once we scored. They had no fear once they scored because the M.O. of this team is to let your foot off the – as soon as you score one goal, they completely let their foot off the gas. I mean, just look at the game before that. You know, we. I mean, we barely survived the whole second half. We were under attack against Celta Vigo, and that, that's what we did here. We scored one goal, and then the, then the halftime came, and then we came out, and there was no – it was like, like I said, it was like we had already won the game. Like they just had to be out there. You think that Inter's not going to go into attack when we have like the weakest back line, probably in the of all the Champions League teams on the field at that. I just, I just, that's the stuff that I, that I, it drives me insane because growing up with sports and, and you grew up with sports too, you've always heard, you've always seen all these memes, you've always heard all these coaches, you've always heard everybody say you, you, you can't teach intensity you can't teach work ethic you can't teach you know those players going out there and just putting everything all on the line and for whatever reason and it 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 actually like pisses me off for whatever reason we shut it down and we just think that because we're Barcelona and we're up one nothing that that every other team's just oh they're up one nothing game's over you know we've lost already I just don't I don't and I don't know who to pin it on because the amount of older players are leaving, there's still some. There's still captains that have been here for a while. And I, I've said it a million times. Uh, Busquets is not a player that I would rely on to be a captain. And he's not a player that I would be playing as much as he has. But here we are again. Here we are again. You know, uh, you know, know. And if we want to talk about his giveaway, it was the worst giveaway ever. Here we are, you know, almost in our final third. everybody's spread out you know he's he comes on and the comments that we hear back from from the game is everybody was erratic and they were just you know lost their well you just gave the ball away you just I mean you didn't even have to pass it you could have, you could have pushed it up the field a little bit and it was like a horrible giveaway he just took you know and gave them a numerical advantage over us in a second you know so it's like I don't know if it's those players. I don't know if it's just a combo of the whole aura of Barca that thinks that because they're up, you know, by a goal that everyone's going to shut down. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you, man, it is driving me nuts. And then when we take Rafinha off, who to me had the heart of a lion in that game, who was on fire, not, he wasn't perfect. Nobody on the field is perfect, but the guys out there, you know, trying to me, in my opinion, he was, the hardest worker on the field at that time and then you take them off so what do you show we don't need hard workers out in the field so i uh yeah really and i know that we've talked about on the whatsapp group i've had a lot of doubts about chavi this week not to the not to the point of we gotta we gotta look for somebody else but to the point of is he gonna understand that these are learning things that were done wrong and it's it, it's one of those things that we just have to wait to see if he learns or not. Uh, unfortunately, um, but again, that's I I just don't I don't understand it. I don't understand why they're uh, they we don't work until that whistle blows. I just don't understand it.
1: Yeah, in the press conference, he was basically saying that it was basically a combination of bad luck and moments that he thought they were playing good enough to get the points. Yeah. And I think that is kind of the frustration because when we're watching it, you know, from a from the vantage point that we're watching it from, we can distinctly see a lot better than they can live, right? And so yeah. this idea that, you know, it's almost like the artist that wants to always win by his style, and that's fine. But when, you know, when we're talking about this tournament, this tournament is such a weird animal, it has, like, no – it's not based on the performance before, right? As we talked about, Inter are yeah. horrible in the league, and they are stepping it up in this in this tournament. And I know why. It's because it gives teams a second life that are not performing well in the league, whether it's bad yeah. luck or injuries or whatnot. This tournament, it gives teams new life. And Inter is still talented. I mean, could you imagine, Troy, if Lukaku was in, uh, not injured?
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs>
1: – You know, but just think about of the
0: speed going through there, you know? Yeah. I mean yeah. – they are, they are, I mean, just think of it. They are middle of the pack in Serie A right now, middle of the pack. And we gave them everything that we freaking could have on Wednesday, everything that we could have, and they easily drew us. They didn't need to win. They didn't need to win. It, they made it easy. It was easy for them. It really, to me, it looked easy. They, they came out of halftime and it looked like they said at halftime. Let's go out and let's, let's tie at, at yeah, least, tie, yeah. let's get a quick goal. And boom, we walked right into that trap and they did exactly what they wanted to do. They had intensity the whole way. And if you look at, I had this philosophical discussion with a, a friend of mine and you look at their play. I'm like, look at all their players. They're rough. They're big. They're rough. They're rugged. They're ready for battle. You know what I mean? And then you look at ours and they're just not. Like you can see it on their face. Like there was no desire in PK's face to me, to me, there wasn't you look at Marcus Alonso to me, it didn't look like any desire in his face either. You know what I mean? Like they, I don't even know if the guy was sweating when he came off For <laughs> Christ's sake to be honest. I was, look, I was actually physically looking. I was like, look at the interplayers. players sweats. I mean, even though I said it looked easy sweats dripping down, you know, some of them got blood. and you look at our players and they look like they're going for a photo shoot. And I'm like, It's all mentality. How do we change this mentality? How do we get these guys to understand that it is a, these matches, like you said, they're going to be a dog fight and you don't quit until the end. And if it's, and we put them up three, nothing, four, nothing, five, nothing, so be it. But we don't quit. We don't stop. I just, and that's the part that drives me absolutely insane. And I thought that that would, and that's, what this team has done in the past, at least four to five years, maybe even beyond there at just, that's what comes to my mind the most recent. And I was, this is what I was talking about in the beginning when we started talking, I guess I had the highest hopes that this would be something that Chavi would change because I had heard about trainings had become more intense. They were longer, you know, it was fighting for, there was competition for fighting for positions, but in this game, it looked like nothing changed. It looked like Valverde was the coach. It looked like Kiki Sentien was the coach. It looked like Kuman was the coach. It looked like nothing had changed to me. And that was the most disappointing thing of them all.
1: Yeah, and I think if you want to be nitpicky about some of the player moves that he chose, I would say the two that, that for me that I'm looking at is Marcos Alonso and Dembele. Yeah. You know, when you said Rapinha came out, I, I didn't get that because Rapina's hard work ethic led to the first goal. Like his ability to get to the corner, make that move and for check, essentially, you know, pressure enter there directly led to the goal. And he was the one taking shots on the box. He was the one there. Whereas Dembele and I cannot believe Chavi is hanging his coaching and his success to Dembele because Dembele loses the ball way too much. He always makes the incorrect decision on the one V one, especially on that play with Ansu Fati who I knew as, as soon as he cut back, I said, that's not a goal. That's that, that's yeah. not happening, right? And then the other move with Marcos Alonso, what does what Marcos Alonso veteranship lead to the defense? It's not like he is a a player, let's say, I'm just throwing it out there, like John Terry, who's going to scrap and pull everything together yeah. as much as he yeah. can. When it, it's not that type of veteranship that he's providing. To me, I think it was an opportunity for Balde, and you saw immediately when he came in, he's fearless. He wants to get, you know, get into the action, yeah. the attack, and obviously he was proven to be able to do that. And so those are the moves. I think you could be nitpicky nit with this. Honestly, Troy, I'm, we're just gonna put this to because we didn't get to the classes <laughs> but because we're just we're just gonna go roundabout because our yeah. frustrations. I almost kind of think that it's a good thing that Barcelona go to the Europa League because I think that's the only way they're going to learn financially that they have to make moves in the Champions League because what. Wednesday night showed me is that we are still very arrogant that we're going Mm -hmm. to win our style and we're going to die by the style. And if that's what you want to do, the only way that's going to change this mentality is financially by not having these matches in champions league is going to hurt Barcelona in its pocket. And maybe those are going to be the motivation in the future to say, okay, look, we need to find ways to advance at all costs. We are not Barcelona. Like we used to be. We're like Barcelona in the two thousands where every game was a nail biter to get through these, 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 these competitions and, and so forth. So I just want to say for those things, I really hope that we get out of this group stage by a miracle, because I think financially it's going to help us. But at the same time, I'm kind of, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because what's going to happen if we get out of the group stage, I think we're going to get a paliza from another team, you know? Yeah. And so do I, <laughs> yeah. do I rather get the heartbreak, you know, in that kind of next stage or whatever, try Europa league. Again, I'm I'm at a loss for words with this because like you said, I think you said it best. Barcelona gave everything to enter with this team that they have. I understand there's players missing and so forth, but it should have been good enough. And there's just, it was an opportunity missed. And again, the frustration we are feeling again, it's another year. And, you know, when I was talking with Craig about this, it's saying that, you know, how many times does Chelsea want and how many, I get that, but there's no reason Barcelona should not get out of the group stage, especially with the talent, the tactical analysis that we have all the resources and everything. There's no way we should struggle this hard to get through. And I would have said, I would have been really happy with a tie or loss at Inter and a win at the Camp Nou because yeah. then that sets yeah. us up for victory. Of course, that's a dogfight. Nothing's that that easy. But to play in both ways and to not even change anything from both matches, that to me is always the hardest thing to accept. Because again, I cannot stress this enough. I'm a football snob. I want to win. I love champions and I want champions. Anything? Last yeah. thoughts on on this match on Wednesday night before we move on to the preview of the Classico.
0: No, I just think that like what you said, even if we were to, even if we get super lucky, I mean, the the slim chances, even if we were to move on, okay, maybe if we get some, I mean, we'd get one player back on the, on the defensive side, Koundé would come back. And is he going to be able to save a complete back line without any tactical changes? I don't think so. It's one player. It's one player. Even if we had, even if we had, I mean, we would need Koundé. We would need a Raoho, We would need a, you know, ball them, uh, Chavi being brave, playing ball day because he has the speed to get back. He's got that pace to get back in cover space. We would need all those guys probably still to, to be enters my opinion after what I saw, because of the way that we're playing, because the way we play these teams that sit back, wait for us to make a mistake. And then they lunge forward and they do that quick, a counter attack. And, and now we're on our heels. So to me, unless we start to make some tactical changes on the way our formation is played, the way the positioning of the players are made, doesn't matter to me if we had, you know, 11 Leo Messi's on the field in his prime, then that doesn't matter to me. I don't, I don't still don't think that we would move forward in champions league at at this present time with the type of players that we're playing against. I just don't. Yeah. And
1: and that's the thing is, you know, Again, I'm just talking about champions, but this is a completely different animal to La Liga, yeah. right? And our mm-hmm. style will always win, basically seven to eight out of ten matches because of the yeah. talent, the way we play. It's such a distinct style for La Liga. Yep. Again, I'm just, I'm just really frustrated because, like, I was, like you said, I was hoping with the ilusión, how would we say in Spanish, like the imagination that I thought Chabi was going to come, and and again, yeah. it's just showing that. A obviously like you know, I know this before that champion is really difficult, but how bad do you want to win it? You know, and yeah. I, I'm not saying he doesn't want to win it, but this idea of throwing everything to win at all costs, you know, at the beginning, I'm not saying at the 88th minute. I mean, that's easy to do when you throw every sub at, at, at the thing. It's setting yourself up for success at the beginning to see what you can do, you know. And I and I know. Barcelona came with an extra effort and that energy in the first half, like we said, in the first 25 minutes. But I thought, I, you know, you've watched enough sports. If the away team can hold off, you know, yeah. for that 20 minutes for that burst, yeah, you know, it's going to be a dog fight even further, you know, because they said, oh, you know, we we were able to withstand this. Let's go into the classical preview. It's obviously the Sunday at 4:15 local time here in Madrid. A couple note news note a couple news items really quick courtois is not going to be ready so he will not be playing and laporta said today that kunday will be ready and will start most likely i'm kind of apprehensive about that because the worst yeah. thing you could do is have him start and then get injured especially since this is a hamstring injury how are you feeling about going into this classico do you feel i mean i know it's a classical and i'm really excited to watch and stuff but i you know i i have to be honest i'm I'm at a loss because of the performance of Champions League. Both teams are limping into this. And I also think that a lot of players are now really protecting themselves going into the last weeks before the World Cup.
0: Yeah, it's definitely different. Different feeling, especially like what you just said with the World Cup thrown into that as well. Um, I don't expect that much of a match, to be honest. I expect maybe like a 1 a 1 one, one-one, or maybe a 1 0. Oh. Uh, and it could go, it could go either way. Um, I just, I think we've seen it in the past that Barcelona has a hangover from big games like this, and it takes them a while to get over it. Uh, so we'll see if they have the ability to do so. Uh, like you just said, Madrid just, you know, they they punched their ticket to the next round. Courtois is not going to be in. I don't even know actually who their backup is. I'll have to look that up and see. Steve. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It well, it doesn't even, yeah. Um, that's how bad, I mean, that's yeah. how solid he is in there. I don't even know who yeah. his name is, but so there's always that. I mean, he's world-class. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's been many times where I thought for sure that we were going to score and he comes up and swats it out of the air. So I just think it's going to be a dull, I think my prediction, but my predictions of <laughs> have not been, not been very good uh, recently, but, um, uh, I think we'll just see a dull match. I think both teams are kind of hung over. they're kind of looking like you said to the future of the of the champions league. they're kind of you know looking you know forward to the end of a busy month. It's a busy month for both both yeah. squads obviously so i i just i don't think it'll be your traditional oh Classico with the with the big pomp and circumstance. it'll certainly the, their stadium will be packed certainly everybody will be somewhat fired up but in a much much muted sense so uh and and i just i don't know i really i just don't i don't know how we will come out and how we'll come out and, and react i always when we play them i always hear the saying in the in the back of my head i don't know who said it i'll have to look it up and give them credit for it but uh, a long time ago i heard somebody say uh the world fears madrid madrid only fears Barca, and so I've always I've always thought that in the back. And time after time, we've proven it, right? Like the last time they played. I mean, you know, so uh, and obviously, that was, since I have was at a Barca,
1: lifetime ago, <laughs> I know it feels it feels like it doesn't it.
0: it feels, it's so amazing, like all how fast time flies, but how Correct. long you know, things feel yeah, yeah, yeah. you know from the spring. Like it's like wow, that was feels like it was three years ago. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I really, I honestly, I don't know. I really, I'm kind of rambling on here. I really don't know how we will do.
1: Yeah, the goalkeeper for the backup goalkeeper for Real Madrid is Andrei Lunin from okay. Ukraine. So he's been filling in. But the thing, like you said, I think it's going to be a weird match. I think, you know, obviously you saw the injury of Rudiger uh, when he yep. scored the header. That I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about his. Uh, Attitude towards Champions League, right there. Yeah, Uh, you know, basically sacrificing his face, right? Um, Yeah, for that goal, essentially. I'm not saying you have to go to that extreme, but you know, it's hard to argue with the results. And and I agree. I think the the match is almost going to be kind of this. I mean, who needs it more, right? Who needs the match more? I understand La Liga's at the consequence of this, right? Because it is they're both at the at the helm. But I mean, I think both teams would be happy with a. Uh, a tie and no injuries type of a situation, you know, where they can go through. And I don't know if there's going to be the intensity as previous uh, clasicos without Casemiro, for example. And I, I, man, it's going to be a really weird match. And like you said, with the hangover of champions for Barca, that they're coming here to Madrid, but they usually play better at the Bernabeu because obviously, you know, with the possession style, we tend to have the ball more, but again, Vinicius just needs one counter. And, you know, if Conde is still, yeah, you know, hindered a little bit on that, uh, right side. I mean, I mean, Vinicius should be licking his chops, uh, you know, yeah. with his chances against PK or Eric Garcia in there.
0: Well, they'll just be like how Inter was, you know, yeah. they'll just sit back it'll be the same exact game plan. So we'll, that's what we'll see. Will we make any changes? Cause the back line, yeah. Koundé is coming off of the injury. It's probably being rushed historically proven that we rush players back before they're ready. So it's probably being rushed. Um, and so it's not like I I, I guarantee the guy's not one hundred percent because if, if what what is one day? Why didn't he play in the Champions League match then? You know what I mean? If he was that close to being one hundred percent, so um, so yeah, they'll probably just sit back, like you said, be kind of distilled. You know, we'll just sit back and and take the brunt of Barca. You know, let them pass the ball around to each other like they like to do, and we'll seize our opportunity with Vinny. You know, he'll 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 do a transition goal. Though what they'll do is they'll sit there and allow us to pass around, suck everybody up. We'll be way playing a high press like we did against Inter. We'll be way up there. Vinicius will just be, on you know, lining up on that back line. They'll do a long ball. He'll win. And who's going to stop him? Eric's going to stop him? No. PK is going to stop him? No. You know, Koundé, injured guy, has the best chance of, out, out of all those players to make a stop. But, you know, even, even, even if Koundé was 100% and did not have an injury – it's still a monumental task to stop Vinicius when he's on a, on a transition like that on a breakaway. That's, that's his a That's when he brings his a game when he has that ball. So we'll see. Would we play a little bit farther back and, and protect ourselves? We'll see. I mean, that's what I would do, but yeah.
1: Um, and sure. I think, I think the thing I would look out for two things, I, I want to see ball Day start in this match. Yeah. I think we need that youth enthusiasm and I definitely want to see, you know, Ansu get a start here. I think Mm Ansu needs something to help him. And I also want to see him match up with Lewandowski and Rapinha. I think that is a more potent lineup because it will get goals, right? Ansu is a proven goal scorer and we need to get goals. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, I don't know if Lewandowski, you know, because of all the minutes he's been playing recently has hit a wall a little bit, you know, uh, which is perfectly natural. I mean, he's the only one that's playing every match essentially. And he's, our lone guy that we are so dependent on with those goals. And so the pressure mounts. And again, Troy, I'm looking at these, <laughs> this gauntlet of matches that we have till November 1st. It is unreal. What is yeah. going on here? It is, you know, obviously the classical on Sunday, then Thursday via real Sunday, athletic club, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Bayern, October 29th, Valencia, <laughs> November first, Victoria pills in, and then it's just like two more matches against Almeria and Osasuna, which are throwaways, yeah. and then it's World Cup break. My God, like, yeah, I I I cannot believe the amount of a the amount of matches that are happening this in this run, and also the 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 quality of opponents. I mean, this is this is going to almost make or break Barcelona's season because not only do they need to survive now La Liga, but now they're going to be trying to push. Uh, everything for champions. And again, like I said, Troy, I don't know how these players can put 110% knowing that the World Cup is now weeks away. Yeah, Anything could lead to not being in the World Cup, which every player dreams of. I mean, this is such a tricky, like, sports psychology, uh, just, you know, because, you know, when you try not to get hurt, you get hurt, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it could be a very dark, actually dark period for us if you think about it, because Villa Real, Athletic Club, Valencia are all gonna be licking their chops. They're not stupid. They know exactly what you and I are talking about right now. They know that Barça's got is an injured, injured team. Yeah. They know that they're a beaten team because of what happened here. And 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 we that could be exaggerated even more pending you know the El Clasico how, how that turns out, they they their their squads aren't going to be depleted by players who are more concerned about the World Cup than ours is, and so in my eyes, if I'm Villarreal's coach, this is the perfect time for us to go full on attack on Barca and get some points. You know, I mean, and all three of those clubs, all three of them, and, and so I expect. I expect full, full, intense intensity from those squads and, and for them going, you know, for the dagger, you know, to our heart, they're, they're going to go for it. I mean, why, why wouldn't they, I mean, they play to win anyway, but I, I think that they'll have some, some extra sauce uh, in the, in these games to, to, to make sure that they win. So we very well could, I, I, am not even going to go there, but we could, we very well could, you know, be in a hurting you know, come uh, November second. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I think I think we'll 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 beat Pilsen, but um, I, I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
1: I mean, they, yeah. they could
0: be a beaten. They could be a beaten, distracted team by that match. I mean, seriously, they really could, because like I said, these these La Liga squa- squads are going to go after them. Bayern wants nothing more to see than, than to see Barca in pain. They're not going to let up on us. They're yeah. going to go. They're going to go. They're going to slit our throats. Um, and so it, it could be very, it could be. I mean, we knew, we knew, we knew that it was for everybody involved, and especially these squads that have a lot of international players that are going to be playing for the world. We knew that this would be tough. We obviously didn't expect to be have the amount of injuries that we did on a in vital positions that we did so it's like double down for us so it's it, it could be very dark it could be very dark and yeah, and, all and more also the reason, go ahead i was going to say all more the reason that we need to to bring to make sure that we're giving time to the youngsters barça b you know uh barça athletic you know to our to our academy players to for for this exact reason you know what i mean like we should have looked at that. As soon as those injuries should have taken place, we should have been thinking Chadi Riyadh. I, I, I guarantee. I'll, get, I'll guarantee. I'll bet anybody, you know, money, big money, that he would have. If he would have played that game, even though he's a kid, but he's been in our system. If he would have played against Inter, he's been in our system five or six years now. He knows the style, right? He's young. He's athletic. He's big. He would have played a better game than PK. No doubt in my mind, one hundred percent. So. We need to start to think like this, like, OK, we, here's what here's the squad we got and here's our here's the uh, the branches of our squad. What, who do we have available to us that we can that we can plug in at times like this or, you know, to like you're talking about Lewandowski's played every single game. And there's absolutely zero reason for that. Zero reason for that. Like we can't do it. Uh, Busquets has played three times the amount of minutes that he <laughs> yeah. should have played this year. You know, like I just, that's the, that's all the, like the frustrating leading frustration where it, it was like, I told you. So we told you, so like what you get when you get that inter game. So we got to yeah, use that, our assets.
1: That's the thing is that it's this old way of still thinking of uh, players yeah. have to play the full 90 minutes. I mean, I don't know if they have clauses in their contracts where they have to fulfill minutes and they get bonuses. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, one totally thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is, you know, are you telling me Lewandowski has to play 90 every time? I mean, come on. Like Let's yeah. rotate and try to keep him fresh going forward. And, you know, again, I, like I said, I really hope Balde gets the start. Maybe Frankie De Jong gets the start too. Maybe finally yeah. um, Chubby wants to make a change there for Busquets or whatnot. Last thing I want to end on, uh, you know, they're doing a particular thing with the jersey. We had we had woken up. I woke up to uh, the WhatsApp conversation with the Drake logo that's going to be on the Barcelona jersey this week and i was just kind of looking at why obviously with the spotify um deal they have opportunities like this to highlight different artists i think it's kind of unique and different obviously i'm not you know, Drake is fine. I don't mind him at all, but it's just funny how, you know, the beauty of a great press release, Drake and FC Barcelona coming together to excite fans of football and music, you know, like, I just yeah. love how they just curate this stuff, you know, for, for the greater of the good, you know? So, yeah. So what are you going to be doing for the classical watching at home and in, in your, in your cave there and silence yep. or what we you going to be doing?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Because it, yeah. Uh, I watched the, I watched the, uh, yeah, I'll go downstairs for that. I watched the, the intermatch in the living room and scared everybody away. The dogs <laughs> were running, the, you know, kids were running. Everybody was running out of here. They wanted to leave, you know, because I was, I was hyped up too, you know. Uh, and, uh, of course, you know, first half was, you know, every chance that, that, that we had at, you know, every missed pass, everything that we, you know, did good and bad. I'm, you know, was certainly vocalizing it a little bit more than normal because I, you know, I just you know i wanted them to show up for that for that match um but it is what it is so yeah i'll be that da- i'll be downstairs chilling for this one so
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be watching it here in the house it's such I, the four o'clock you kickoff, don't dare I, go
0: to the burnabout?
1: no 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 I, I don't mind i'm not <laughs> i'm not worried about that it's just that it's yeah. such a weird kickoff time i i cannot stress this enough yeah. about the the four o'clock siesta time it's a real thing mm. It's not a made-up thing. And it, it just kind of loses the energy of the of the match and the feel. I understand they're doing this to get a better worldwide audience in Asia and capture man. all that. But man, there is the night classical, man, just has a different feel yeah. than everything on a day. Yeah. You know, like it just, it just does. I think of all the great classicos, and they're usually at night with the lights, you know. Obviously Messi's first hat trick, like these type of moments yeah. uh just get more, you know they just feel better or not feel better. They feel more important at the nighttime. Let's just put it that way, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'll be watching it here probably after a siesta as well. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just got to move it up to an earlier time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have lunch a little yeah. bit earlier and just get ready and I'll, and I'm going to watch it with some friends here. Cause I just got a new TV finally. Oh, nice. So, there you, go. you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a curse to be able to watch these players in 4k and, and, and see uh, more of the deficiencies that are happening. <laughs> in <yeah. the> match.
0: <laughs> big, a big, big flat screen you got or what? Yeah,
1: it's not that big. It's, you know, obviously okay. we, we're limited here on space, but uh, yeah, right. I yeah. got I got a nice one now. But the main thing it's it's uh, it has more than one HDMI. My last TV only had there one, so that just tells you the difference of, of what's there going go. on here in Spain. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, you know, again. I know watching the match I'll get geeked up you know an hour before yeah. for the classic I just I think we're still in this kind of gray space right now of the hangover of Wednesday and trying to get amped up for Sunday's match so so we'll see uh Troy thanks again for joining me we'll talk soon anytime bye bye
0: Podcast Network.